Hi, I'm Diego Navarro from the Stein on the Gastric Nutrition Laboratory at the University of Illinois, and today I will be talking about the effects of inclusion rate of high-fiber dietary ingredients on the calculated concentration of digestible and metabolizable energy in mixed diets fed to growing pigs. In recent years, there has been an increase in the usage of high-fiber co-products in diets fed to pigs. However, if these co-products are included at high concentrations in the diet, this may result in a reduction in growth performance due to the dilution of energy content of the diet, as well as a decreased digestibility of nutrients. Pigs do not secrete enzymes that can digest dietary fiber, but microbial populations in the intestinal tract may ferment fiber and synthesize short-chain fatty acids that may be absorbed and contribute to the energy status of the pig. Another possible reason for the reduction in growth performance is that dietary fiber may also decrease the transit time of digesta through the gastrointestinal tract of the pig. However, this is not always observed in animal trials, as was the case in a study by Oriola and Stein, where DDGS had no effect on the time of first appearance of digesta in the ileum, cecum, and in the feces. So now I will transition to how energy digestibility in feed ingredients is determined. Using the direct procedure, energy is supplied by the test ingredient alone. If it is not possible for the test ingredient alone to supply energy, then the diet is formulated with other feed ingredients that are also a source of energy, and therefore digestibility is calculated by difference. Total collection, or the index method, may be used for either procedure. The total collection method requires a quantitative record of feed intake and a quantitative collection of fecal and urine output, along with the use of colored markers to indicate the start and the end of collection. The index method avoids the need for quantitative records of feed intake and collection of urine and feces and uses an indigestible marker to determine digestibility. A limitation with the difference procedure is that inclusion rate may have an effect on the calculated energy values in test ingredients. Huang and others observed that the calculated concentration of digestible and metabolizable energy in soybean meal were not affected by its inclusion rate in the test diet. However, an increase in the calculated DE and ME was observed with increasing concentrations of wheat middlings in the diet. On the other hand, Zhao and others observed a decrease in the apparent total tract digestibility of gross energy and the concentration of digestible energy in wheat bran as its inclusion rate increased in the diet. These contradicting results in the literature present a need to further investigate the effects of inclusion rate on energy determination. Therefore, the objectives of this experiment was to determine the effects of inclusion rate of high-fiber dietary ingredients on 1. The calculated values for digestible and metabolizable energy, and 2. The first appearance of digesta at the end of the ileum and in the feces. The four high-fiber ingredients used included canola meal, corn germ meal, sugar beet pulp, and wheat middlings, which are all common feed ingredients included in swine diets. 20 ileal cannulated barrels with initial body weight of around 31 kilos were housed in metabolic crates and allotted into a replicated 10 by 4 incomplete Latin square design with 10 diets and four 26-day periods. So this gives us two pigs per diet per period with a total of 
8 replicate pigs per diet. Each 26-day period consisted of 14 days of adaptation to the experimental diets. This was followed by 5 days of urine and fecal collection, and then a 2-day ileal collection on days 22 and 23. On day 24, an indigestible colored marker was mixed with the morning meal and the time of ingestion was considered time zero. Time of first appearance in the ileum and in the feces was recorded once the marker was observed in the cannula and in the feces, respectively. The experimental diets included a corn and soybean meal basal diet and a corn, soybean meal, 30% cornstarch diet. Six additional diets were formulated by replacing 15 or 30% cornstarch with 15 or 30% corn germ meal, sugar beet pulp, or wheat middlings. An additional two diets were formulated by including 15 or 30% canola meal in a diet containing corn, soybean meal, 30% cornstarch at the expense of corn and soybean meal. Cornstarch was used so that added fiber was supplied by the test ingredient alone. The concentration of digestible energy in the corn-soybean meal diet was determined and the contribution of corn and soybean meal to the digestible energy in all other diets was calculated. And by difference, the digestible energy in cornstarch was calculated and the contribution of cornstarch to the digestible energy in test diets containing cornstarch was determined. By calculating the contribution of both the cornstarch and the corn and soybean meal to the test diets, the digestible energy in test ingredients was calculated by difference. And the same goes through the calculations for metabolizable energy. The effects of adding 15 or 30% of each high fiber ingredient to the corn, soybean meal, cornstarch basal diets were analyzed using orthogonal contrasts. Independent sample t-tests were conducted using the t-test procedure to compare response variables between 15 and 30% inclusion rate within each ingredient. Now moving on to the results. The apparent hindgut disappearance of gross energy in the diets, which is calculated as the difference between the apparent total tract digestibility and the apparent ileal digestibility of gross energy, linearly increased as the inclusion rate of canola meal, corn germ meal, or sugar beet pulp in the diets increased compared with the corn starch diet, but not with the addition of wheat middlings. In contrast, the apparent ileal digestibility and the apparent total tract digestibility of gross energy in the diets linearly decreased as the inclusion rate of test ingredients increased compared with the corn starch diet. This indicates greater amounts of fermentation due to increased nutrient flow into the hindgut as a result of a fiber-induced decrease in dry matter digestibility in the small intestine. As a result, and as we expected, the concentration of metabolizable energy linearly decreased compared with the cornstarch diet as inclusion rate of canola meal, corn germ meal, sugar beet pulp, or wheat middlings in the diet increased and the same trend was observed with the concentration of digestible energy. The reduction in concentration of digestible and metabolizable energy in the diet is due to the replacement of starch with fiber fractions that are less digestible and make less contribution to DENME. On the other hand, inclusion rate did not significantly affect the apparent total tract digestibility of gross energy in any of the ingredients. 
and the same trend was observed for the apparent ileal digestibility and the apparent hindgut disappearance of gross energy in the ingredients. Similarly, the concentration of digestible energy in the ingredient on a kcal per kilogram dry matter basis was not significantly affected by inclusion rate. And the same trend was observed in the concentration of metabolizable energy in ingredients. This means that the calculated metabolizable energy values measured at 15% inclusion rate was also accurate when measured at 30% inclusion rate of test ingredients. In this experiment, the time from feed ingestion to the first appearance of digesta at the end of the ileum was not significantly affected by addition of test ingredients compared with the cornstarch diet. In contrast, the time from feed ingestion to first appearance in the feces was linearly reduced as the inclusion rate of canola meal, corn germ meal, sugar beet pulp, or wheat middlings in the diet increased. This may explain the reduction in apparent total tract digestibility of gross energy in diets that was observed as the inclusion rate of high-fiber ingredients increased, resulting in a decrease in transit time in the hindgut and therefore less time for digesta to be fermented. In conclusion, inclusion rate did not affect the calculated values for the concentration of digestible or metabolizable energy in feed ingredients with relatively high concentrations of fiber. However, as expected, the concentration of digestible and metabolizable energy in diets linearly decreased as the inclusion rate of these high-fiber ingredients increased. This may be a result of reduced transit time of digesta in the hindgut of pigs fed high-fiber diets, indicated by the reduction in the time of first appearance of the marker in the feces. But this had no impact on calculated values for digestible and metabolizable energy in test ingredients. As a take-home message, microbial capacity for fermentation of fiber is not overwhelmed by 30% inclusion of high-fiber ingredients. Fiber-induced reduction in transit time is more evident in the hindgut of growing pigs. I would like to acknowledge AgriFirm Innovation Center of the Royal Dutch AgriFirm for financial support of this project. And if you would like to know more about fiber nutrition, I encourage you to visit our website at nutrition.ansi.illinois.edu. Thank you.